are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM, and it's time for the nerdy news. This is Punch Radio, and in the studio we have Tony and Kathy and Brennan and myself, Jody and Dave, and uh, a little bit of a look back to 2020 and a lot of looking forward to 2021. Uh, Kath is going to talk about Lego. Brennan's going to talk about the new Batman and uh, I'm gonna talk about my favorite books from 2020, but let's lead off with Kathy. What's happening in the Lego world that we need to know about? Well, this time of year is when Lego releases some of their new stuff for spring. So we know some stuff that's coming out or, or already is out right now, released January 1st. There's some more February releases and there's March releases and that's all been on the internets for a little bit. I want to say if any of this stuff grabs your attention, you should go buy it now because we waited on a couple of things that were coming out in the end of 2020 and didn't get them because the Lego factory in Mexico shut down due to COVID. And so that's one less factory to make Lego. And I feel like they maybe are our kind of source for things that we, we usually get so, here in Canada. Yeah, because with this... With the shutdown, it really meant that there was no real Lego in any of the stores yeah. um, in the city anyways. And uh, online, you couldn't buy anything after like November. Uh, everything yeah. was sold out. Anything Star Wars and a lot of the bigger sets were gone. Uh, and when you said, Kathy, that there was some stuff that you couldn't get, I'm hoping that it wasn't my birthday gift that's coming up. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping it's birthday. stuff. I'm hoping that's still going to come in November. So I hope that's still good. Because I'm going to order it good. now. Yeah. yeah. Get it now. Yeah. You might have to, because seriously, there was really hardly anything um, yeah. for, for Christmas shopping this year yep. because it was all out of stock. So coming in this first couple of months of the year, there's a bunch of city sets. Um, city is usually for the little kids. It's things like vehicles, campers, stuff like that. Um, one of the cool things that they have coming out for city this year is uh, how to connect your city with road sets, like uh, sets of Oh, they're doing Ray roads. roads. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen roads for years. Yeah. Wow, this that's kind of neat. It's going to be really neat. So you can buy just a, ro a pack of roads that comes with lights and signage and stuff like that to connect all your buildings together. Okay, so that back in, honestly, back in the 70s, that's all the sets would come with roads. So any set you would get would be a road with, you know, all kinds of things like that. And they just stopped doing that. It, you know, it was just, yeah. yeah. And now uh, they're back to making the roads. Good. So some of the new sets that are coming out this spring are going to have a piece of road nice. attached to them. There's uh, a fancy building coming. It's called a modern building, modern house. Um, it's all glass. It comes with what looks like an electric car um, and also a, a little road hockey scene. So the little piece of road that you get with it, you can set up a little road hockey thing, car. Yeah, car. No, car. <laughs> car. I love the cars. So I don't buy much much for city sets. Um, I, I find that they're more birthday party sets. They're mm -hmm. usually in that fifteen to thirty dollars set um, mm -hmm. that you know kids would buy for birthday parties. 
Um, but if you're into that, check those out. Um, creator sets. There's a few cool creator sets coming out. Creator is usually the, the sets that are three in one, where you can get a set of Lego and build three different things, three different sets of instructions. There's a there's a scary lion coming. So you know what I like about the three in one sets? What right? set? Well, you can make three different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. you pay for one, but you can build three. Did you say yeah. that? Oh, okay. yes. Sorry. I said that. I said that. Right. Okay. Something that I'm really looking forward to is the modular that's coming out this spring is going to be a police station. So the modulars are uh, something that you always purchase because yeah. they are giant, lots of pieces, you know, in the 2000, 3000 piece uh, zone. Yeah. Expensive, but at the same time, you can put them all together and as, make a city and make a city. Mm -hmm. So the adult type sets for spring are coming in kind of black boxes. They're not going to look like kid Lego, like the city and their creator sets. Um, it's, it's actually a black box for expert level, uh, obviously adult collectors. Um, They've done that. Yeah. I noticed with all the, the ultimate collector series stuff yeah. comes out in the black boxes. Now they're doing this kind of stuff too. So they're really yeah. kind of differentiate between a collector, between a, a, An a kid's adult. adult, you know, yeah. an adult Legoer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So an that's, April. An yeah. Eiffel? What's that? Yeah. Adult fan of Lego. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. So the police station modular has a donut shop attached to it, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> and a newsstand. What's wrong with the donut shop? Donut shops are awesome. Well, I know it's awesome. <laughs> There's also a little... Oh, because of the police station. The oh, police station. I see. Yes, I get the joke now. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got it. <laughs> There's police also... station donut shop. Got it. Got There's it. also a little oh. mystery in, in this Lego set in yes. that you have to find it. Who stole the donut? And oh. it's somewhere in the police station. Gotcha. But if you build it, it's not much of a mystery. If you build no, because you will yeah. know where it is. But gotcha. whatever. Okay. The uh, Series 21 Lego minifigures set is coming. Again, I think if, if these are things that you collect you should go out and get them right now because I don't know how long they're going to be in the store or what the restocking situation is going to be there's only 12 figures which is really low usually oh, so these are the little packages that you would the uh, little get? blind bags little blind bags cool usually yeah. there's 16 to 18 usually there's 16 to 18 of them there's yeah. only 12 this Ooh. time so Again, hmm. Lego shortage or something. Lego shortage, know. yes. Um, these aren't um, a licensed minifigure set this time. They're just random characters. There's a ladybug character. There's a uh, person dressed as a dog and uh, different things like that. Disney's, the Disney sets for girls. There's going to be carriage, Ooh. Cinderella carriage. Not um, just for girls. Not just for girls. Carriages are true. awesome. Carriages true. are awesome. Uh, Lego Dots is continuing. So there's going to be lots of things. So Dots are little weeny tiny pieces of Lego that you can use to decorate things. So they do things that you can put on your desk and decorate the jewelry, stuff like that. That's, Bands and yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's jewelry be boxes and such. Cool. That looks good. Continuing on. Lego Friends bunch of sets coming out but one of the cool things is they're going to have little sets uh five little cases and it's going to come with one lego friends and a little mini scene this reminds me of polly pockets <gasps> oh little tiny polly pockets from so, when we were little oh cool but little yeah. lego the... but it's lego version oh. of a polly pocket set that you can carry around i never had those polly pockets 
Harry Potter is coming out with four little sets that come in a book. Do you remember the book Ooh, that yes. came out as a Lego Ideas and you open the book and it's a story scene inside yes. the book? Um, they're doing that for Harry Potter. It's going to be four different books and they're four different classroom settings. So there's a potion class and a transformation to a transfiguration class and uh, when you open the book, which is neat. Cool. Um, the, the pictures are going to be the four different houses. So how we had the Beatles pictures. Mm -hmm. Oh, so the, uh, the yeah. Four, the, the, the Slytherin houses. There seems to be a lot of, uh, those dot things seem to be really popular this year. So I'm sure we'll see lots of those too. Mm -hmm. so. Jago sets are continuing on. Um, one of the things that I think is really neat are the, the Chinese New Year sets that they've done for the last couple of years. This year... Spring Lantern Festival and the Story of Nyan. Super intricate, really neat sets. Um, I don't collect them because I don't have enough room, but they are really neat. So Lego Star Wars, mm -hmm. not a whole bunch, I'm thinking. Uh, there's a little tiny TIE fighter. Yeah. Small birthday party set. That's what I'm going to call it. Small. There's a micro fighters coming out that um, has Han and a tiny Falcon. Um, the other thing that's a new X-Wing. Cool. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, Kat. It looks like there's a lot of cool Lego that's coming out. Uh, you've you've taught me a lot about the Lego that I'm going to buy, so I appreciate that. Buy it if you want it. If buy you see it, it now. Buy it. Who knows what it's going to be like? If you see year. it. Buy it. Yep. Ain't going to be there tomorrow. Probably not. There you go. Well, I look forward to hearing in detail throughout the year your reviews of these sets as you buy and build them. Sounds good. That sounds awesome. Okay, Brennan is up next. And Brennan, there's a new Batman. What? There is a new Batman, and he is the first African-American Batman ever. So it is Tim Fox, who is uh, Morgan Fox's son, I believe, who is taking over from Bruce Wayne. So right now, Bruce Wayne is going through a tough time, and he doesn't have his cool cave, doesn't have the gear he had had before. And Lucius Fox is now the person that has the Wayne Foundation money. And so he's like, you have to do it on your own. And so the next Batman is supposed to be him, Tim Fox, Lucius Fox's son as the next Batman. It looks awesome. So hopefully it'll be a great, cool, future state Batman that will rock our world. So let's look forward to it, hopefully. Uh, Batman and Catwoman, the, the, the runner right now is great with uh, Tom King, but hopefully this will be a, a, new, a new field in the Batman realm. I hope it is. I, I'm really excited about this because I don't know, the announcement by Marvel that they were retiring the character of Black Panther was kind of like not cool with me. I get that they want to make a grand gesture, but he's a fictional character. And he's also like a really, I think, important icon, a new icon for a lot of like African-American youth. And finally- That, that, have that this, could like, be in different versions. Like there's no reason to retire him. Like just- Exactly. Like they didn't like, retire Batman. They've never retired Superman. Like, you know, when Christopher Reeves passed away they didn't retire superman like he's a fictional character so i i don't know i i that really disappointed me but now there's like okay maybe dc is picking up the mantle and they'll they'll provide a better 
role model even and a more exciting character to follow and emulate so way to go dc i'm i'm happy to hear it maybe, maybe they're just maybe they're just retiring black panther so they can bring it back oh they do bring back everything don't they <laughs> it, that that's comics yes you will die for a, a month or two and you'll be back right away so it's all good yeah how many times has wolverine been down and back you know there you go all right, well, uh, let's throw it over to Craig and Hank and see what their picks are for this week. And then I'm gonna take you through my top 10 of graphic novels and books from 2020. All right, take it away, guys. Hey, everybody, Craig Siliphant here with my old pal, Hank Cruz. And uh, we are still doing some end of year, beginning of new year, top whatever lists. This week, we're going to talk about music. So I don't think it's really that formal in terms of a top five or anything, but Hank and I each have uh, some albums to talk about that we absolutely dug in the year 2020. And uh, we are still, you know, listening to some of these in 2021. So uh, what, do you, what do you got going on there, Hank? So for my 2020 list of favorite albums this year is crazy diverse compared to every other year that I've done this, but I've got Soul covered this year with the War and Treaty, hip-hop rap, uh, rocking with uh, Princess Nokia and Run the Jewels, uh, C6 Steve, uh, singing the blues. If you ever listen to C6 Steve, he's pretty awesome. Uh, alternative and pop albums with the likes of uh, Biba Doobie, Haim, Haley Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Low Cut Connie, and Working Men's Club. Uh, some country this year with uh, the Northern Bell, Steve Earl and the Dukes, uh, The Secret Sisters, metal with uh, Sirith Ungle and Testament, Pirate Rock with Ailstorm, Punk Sounds of Days and Days, Get Dead, The Lord's Arms, Jeff Rosenstock, DOA, and so much more. But my favorite album of the year by far is House of Noise by Massive Wagons, released on Earache Records July 17th, 2020. It's the fifth and best studio release by these five dudes from Lancaster, England. The record brings together all of the infectious elements that have endeared Massive wagons to fans of maximum force, rock and roll, a rabble-rousing sense of community, straight-from-the-heart lyrics, and an irresistible combination of pop melody and street-smart hooks. The album contains 12 tracks that vary from the high-octane opener in it together to the anthemic title track and the frankly ludicrous but hilarious the curry song via the brooding menace of hero and bittersweet lament of sad sad song the entire experience overflows with personality and passion and sounds like nothing else i have listened to house of noise more than any other album since its release this album is full of pure rock powerful tasty treats that can't be beat a sonic sensation for your ear holes their best album yet. Buy it, listen to it, love it. Massive Wagons, House of Noise. There you go. Number one album of the year. Bam! I'll write that down. I have, I have not even heard it, to be completely frank. I, uh... Well, you know what? You have now. And now you got to listen to it. Their last album came out in 2018. Uh, was the first album that people kind of took notice of the ones before that nobody had ever heard of them before. But this one takes it to a whole nother level. Like, these are the guys. Very good. Very good. Writing it down right now. What is it? House of Wagons. Uh, it is Massive Wagons. House of Noise is the oh, album. Noise. Massive Wagons? Like they got some big yep. wagons? Big wagons. Uh, the name comes from uh, a joke about some barmaid or something that uh, it ended up, uh, they needed a name for a uh, music uh, contest that they entered. And so it was uh, some inside joke that stuck, I guess. So. Okay, well, I hope that's a, uh, 
I hope that's an appropriate inside joke. Uh, I heard you say testament. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Testament on there, too. Uh, and you know what? It sounds like almost every other Testament album. So it's awesome. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, their last one, I remember, was a couple of years ago. And that, that one was pretty good, too. Uh, okay. Well, that sounds like pretty good recommendations. I should quickly mention first that the here on Punch, we have a, I don't know, I guess I'd call it a sister publication called thefeedbacksociety.com that many of us uh, write for or blog for or whatever. And there is a top 20 albums of the year that was just posted on thefeedbacksociety.com from our own uh, Dave Scadden, who also does appear on uh, Punch sometimes. So you should go check that out because it's a great diverse list. And some of the ones I'm going to talk about on my list are also on that list, but uh, check it out. And while I'm uh, while I'm doing shameless promotion for the Feedback Society, uh, there's there's uh, top movies are on there now too, uh, including your own picks. And my oh yeah, so there's lots of year end stuff going on at thefeedbacksociety.com. Uh, so uh, there was lots of albums I could uh, I didn't make a list long enough to rattle off uh, uh, the way you did there, but the stuff that really stood out to me this year. Uh, was uh, Thelonious Monk, Palo Alto, uh, which was obviously a like reissue of sorts. Uh, then there was an album from a band called Hum. Uh, the name of the album's Islet. Now, Hum had a hit in the 90s uh, called Stars. And uh, it was sort of like, a, I guess you could call it a one-hit wonder around the time of like, you know, grunge basically, or almost post-grunge. And then they had another album uh, that came out after that one that was pretty good, but didn't really do anything. And then they didn't do anything for 22 years until uh, this year where they released Islet. And it's like, if you like heavy guitar music, but also that like dreamy shoegaze music, it kind of mashes those two things together. So it's like, but the, but when I say heavy, I don't mean like thrash. I mean, like, just like heavy, heavy guitars. Uh, even the singing is pretty like, you know, it's not like blah, 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 or anything. It's very, it's very wispy and light even. Uh, so if you like to hear some heavy stuff with some really dreamy, you know, shoegazy effects, reverb, wet guitars, uh, Hum Islet is the name of that one. Uh, Sturgill Simpson released two albums this year, if we're talking uh, country. Now, this is the kind of country that I like, not modern Walmart country. Uh, Sturgill, <laughs> Sturgill has been doing uh, lots of cool things in the last few years with like, sort of taking country to this weird level of, of being something else. But this album goes back to his bluegrass roots uh, that he didn't even necessarily want to acknowledge, but he sort of comes from that uh, place in that family. Uh, and so he really, he, he sort of a surprise released the part one uh, a couple of months ago. And then just recently in December released part two. And it's basically him doing his songs, but with this really tight band in a bluegrass uh, style. The next one is a band that it's funny, Dave mentions this in his uh, Feedback Society write up, but a band that like all of us were really big fans of in the, especially in the 90s, like in high school, uh, Public Enemy. So, uh, but, you know, anybody that followed Public Enemy knows they sort of fell off the radar eventually and they would release stuff, but it just wasn't that great. And so, you know, you dutifully, you listen to each new album, but this one somehow was amazing. And I think it, part of it is that it came out at the right time with everything going on in the States and in the world. And Chuck D is, and, you know, and his foil Flavor Flav and DJ Lord uh, does a lot of stuff. They, they managed to reference themselves a lot, but without seeming like they're sort of copying themselves. Uh, and so it's called What You're Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down, and it's an awesome album. And I think probably my number one album of the year is 
uh, RTJ4, run the jewels for. Uh, again, you could say that almost the same thing about it that we said about Public Enemy, that it sort of came at the right time and place. Uh, and these guys are, you know, they're known for uh, both being funny, but also for like incendiary, uh, you know, socially aware lyrics, uh, you know, uh, obviously LP is white and uh, Killer Mike is a black guy. Uh, and they, you know, do really great things together in terms of like taking people to task, taking institutions like the government or the police or whoever to task. Uh, and it's just a, 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 you know, a crazy good album that just got dropped at the right time in the right place. Uh, and even if, even if it hadn't, still a really good album. I mean, these guys don't do anything poorly. It's really bizarre. They've had four albums now that are just awesome. Uh, so I think that's probably my number one of the year is RTJ4. Comments, questions, concerns? Oh, they were in my top 10. It was, it was in my top 10 right there. That's good. I'm excited about going to cut some grass with Sturgill Simpson. Cutting grass. Looking forward to that. Cutting grass in volume one and volume two. I just uh, added it on my Apple Music right there. Boom. Check it out. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, we'll throw back to uh, Jody and everybody here. So this is uh, Craig Silifant and Hank Cruz saying, go find some of these tunes. And uh, as Hank would say, fill your ear holes. Okay. Thank you. All right. So it's hard to pick just 10, but I'm going to quickly, quickly go through my top 10 and then spend a little bit more time on my number two and three pick especially. So uh, number 10 just came out, Mark Ryden's Anima Animals. It's not really a graphic novel. It's really a book of his art that came out this year and it finally just arrived and it's really awesome. So I'm not going to spend that much time on it. Uh, number nine, Harleen by Stefan Sedgek. Technically the comic came out last year, but the actual graphic novel of the three issues collected came out this year and it was I think it's the best of the black series I think it's the best book that's come out from that new uh, part of DC so far because it really delves into like Harleen's character and she's really interesting and uh, Stefan Sedgwick is a great artist and a really interesting writer so that's a good one to pick up uh, if you want to pick up something Canadian Lonnie Nadler Black Stars Above it's a historical supernatural takes place in uh, Canada's north in the like early, you know, 18 somethings. Um, it's a little weird, but it's really mystical and interesting. From Adrian Tomina at number seven, Loneliness of the Long Distance Cartoonist. It is autobiographical. It uh, really delves into all his uh, foibles and lack of self-esteem, et cetera, as a writer, et cetera. And it's good. And I love his style. So that's always good. Seeds and Stems by Simon Hanselman. It's depressing. I mean, this isn't the usual fun-loving weed-smoking crew that uh, we usually follow their adventures. No. It's, it's really dark and it's really sad. I loved it. It still loved it. It's still a great pick, but it's it's harder to read. And you can't, I found I couldn't read too much of it at once. I had to parcel it out so that I didn't get down too much. <laughs> Number five, Last of the Independence by Matt Fraction. Uh, this was a really good book and it turned me on to uh, Charlie Vinnick, the movie with Walter Matthau, which I've never seen. And it's really good. If you like crime drama, you'll really, really enjoy that one. Number four, Firepower by Robert Kirkman. Uh, really good art by Chris Samney and uh, fun. Really just a fun romp um, and it has Kung Fu. So how do you go wrong with that? Number two and number three are 
Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. They came out with Pulp earlier this year and then just more recently in December, Reckless, both amazing. And they only get overshadowed by my number one pick, the studio edition by Dan Klaus because I love Dan Klaus and it's this giant book that it has like all these original, you know, drawings and stuff that became some of my favorite comic books ever. So, I mean, how, that came out in February and I love him and he is my number one. But if you actually want something to read that's amazing, pick up either Pulp or Reckless. Pulp, we talked about it on the show when it came out. Uh, it's an awesome story. It incorporates so many good things. It's about this like kind of old timer who's having some tough times. He used to be a comic book artist. Now he's getting screwed over. He needs some money. He has an opportunity to take place in a heist that not only will earn him some coin, but screw over some Nazis. So, you know, what, what's not to love with that? Awesome, awesome book but Reckless. Reckless just came out and it is a beautiful crime drama. Again, it's really cinematic. It's like reading a movie. Yeah, I, I felt like when I was reading Reckless, it was kind of, it, sometimes it felt like I was watching the Rockford Files, but sometimes it felt like I was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. It has both, totally has both elements. Uh, it's about this guy who has kind of a shady past and some 70s rebelliousness. And uh, he has a part of his life that he can't remember because he was in this big explosion and this gal comes back from his past and he's, you know, trying to help her out. Basically his job now is that he, you know, is a for hire investigator um, and he lives in an old movie theater. So that's kind of cool. And he's reckless. And he's reckless. And his name is Reckless. Yeah. But you know, he also has another name. He has a few names because he's lied a few times. But anyways, it's delightful. It's got lots of twists and turns. And the art, as always, Sean Phillips, amazing. It's just going to grab you. So you should just go and resign yourself to the fact that you need to read this because it's awesome. All right. That's my pick. Those are my uh, best books from 2020. Hopefully you'll be inspired to read something. And uh, if not, then tune in again and again, and we'll have more picks for you throughout 2021. All right, that wraps up our show. So till next week, keep your dukes up. Oh, no, see